This is Wastelands, and I am Adam Obscene. And with me, as always, is the mighty, mighty, diddy, scrubby, Marco Mark. Hey! Hello, Adam. Hey, listeners. I am really glad to be with you tonight. Did I scrub? Ooh, I'll, I'll only tell TLC. Only tell TLC. Oh, ah, mate. We've got mate. the No Scrub Challenge. We decided to revisit a little cracker of a monstrosity in its sequel. Uh, I'll play the trailer and then we'll come back and talk about it, shall I? Sure. Oh, come on. Where'd you get it? Now, do it. Try. Now do it. Try. Try, try. try to do it. Karate Warrior 2 or The Boy of the Golden Komodo 2 or as we know, Poor Man's Italian Karate Kid. This time oh. in America, I challenge you, Marco, to do it with no scrubbing. How'd you go? Oh, I fucked up. <laughs> he could not do it. <laughs> I, I, I should have... I didn't take any of the um, messages of, you know, strength and self-discipline and willpower that were peppered throughout this monumentous movie, Adam. I disregarded all of that. I really wanted to start scrubbing about five seconds in. So and, Master Kamira's uh, inner strength of working for the channeling the dragon totally fell on deaf ears. Mate, mate. <laughs> Deaf ears. My ears were deaf. Cloth ears. Yes. Um, I I was really. I, I got into. I got into bed. Actually, I was like, I'm going to chill out, and I'll get up my notebook, and I'm going to sit down. And I'm going to watch this bad boy all the way through, and I, I was so ready to scrub. I mean, I, I I scrub through movies that I want to watch. You know. But um, <laughs> to do the no scrub challenge on a movie like it got me off on the wrong foot, mate. It it it's tough. It's a tough going. It's a tough slog. Let's um let's oh. fill the listeners in on the vitals and then we'll uh, dive in. So, but, uh, this is the 1988 follow up to the 1987 uh, Karate Warrior. We did that a couple episodes ago. Um. And whereas the first one was uh, Anthony Scott, the unlikable Ralph Macchio Italian version is in the Philippines learning karate. This is him in Florida, uh, back in America. And I've got to say, it probably feels a little bit more like Karate Kid than the first yes. one. Um, yes. But what I also can say is that he is no more likable as a main character. Uh, no. And look, it runs the standard line. He study, after studying in the Philippines, 
and defeating his opponent, Quino, who was the local thug in the village. Anthony Scott heads back to the US to attend college and to, and makes new friends. Um, while he's also promises for some reason, he must to Kamira that he won't fight outside of sanctioned sanctioned bouts <laughs> because he's yep. so powerful. Um, so basically, like these movies go, he runs afoul of a local gang called the Tigers, led by the bully Dick. Um, Dick constantly attempts to fight Anthony. Anthony refuses. Uh, he has a limp. Uh, Anthony finds a limp-wristed mate called Luke. Um, we'll go into that a little bit later. Uh, obviously, Anthony picks up Dick's girlfriend, Petty. Then they got a fight, and then it just runs the same course as Karate Kid, except for some local thug of the Tigers comes to finish him off, and it doesn't really work. Um, and there's probably uh, they probably had to change the um, fancy dress for Halloween um, costume from the shower to something else, something else. So look, that's basically the run of it. It's a kid, a kid in a foreign area to a kid in a new town comes across the bullies and then refuses to fight, but then fights in a sanctioned karate battle in their gym um, with weird mascots. Um, so, Marco, give me a bit of a, like, in your scrubbing, how much you probably picked up enough, right? I, I, I picked up enough. It was it was really close to the original Karate Kid. It did have that element to it. I um One thing I noticed, like, I got a fair way into it, but, I, I didn't enjoy it, man. And um, I thought, but I thought that was hilarious at the time. I was like, I can't wait to podcast about another movie I don't like. With the juxtaposition of you liking it so much and being so impassioned by its flaws, I fucking love that. But um, one thing I learned, one thing I noticed at from straight straight away was, um, he lived. The boy lives on a houseboat. And, you know, like the, the sum of his life is training on the front of the boat and then taking phone calls from his girlfriend who, it sounds like the relationship's not going too well, to then being summoned to his grandparents' place for his birthday party. That's right. So, and that's, and in the meantime, him riding his bike from the, the marina where he lives to his grandparents' house is when he comes across the tiger gang and, um, you know, you know he, he falls afoul of Dick. and um, That's after Dick, his grandparents gave him a surprise BMW. Oh, that's right. He got to the, he got to the grandparents' place. And um, oh, he almost got, apparently he knew about. <laughs> yeah, he got he got run off the road, or he ran some they had, jocks they, they had in some the sports silly, car off the road. There. Anyway, what I noticed was he's gone from this like yeah yeah oh, you could do better, man, existence on a houseboat to turning up to his grandparents' place, which is like behind this gated compound that looks like a um, massive old school like Hollywood mansion mm. and he drives his bike, rides his bike through the forest-like gardens and pulls it up and goes up the stairs to this grandiose mansion. It could be something in like rural England and 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 to, to be uh, surprised by his family and a surprise party. And I'm thinking a bike ride away, he's living in this bullshit boat with, with oh, a nagging girlfriend on the phone all the time, 
But can't he just go living in this mansion? What's going on? It's anyway, funny. that was my first question. And look, and that's all literally in the first 10 minutes. And let's just unstitch that for a little bit because I think the first 10 minutes totally ex- throws the example of exactly what is wrong with this movie. <laughs> so let's face it, let's start off. It starts off with a two and a half minute montage of him punching a punching bag on a waterway on his houseboat slash yacht. He Excellent. runs inside and instead of having a shower, mops himself down with a tea towel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, Adam, did you notice this? He mopped himself down with like a checkered green and white tea towel, right? Chucks it on the bed and then picks up a button-up shirt to put on, which is another blue or green checkered, and white checkered, checkered shirt. It looked, <laughs> it looked like he just made everything out of out the of same blue material. blue white checkered material. <laughs> then he has like a, a four-minute conversation with a girlfriend oh. that is clearly not going very well. And he's, he's just an absolute jerk. Like, you know, oh. the dubbing in it is hilarious because it makes, sounds <laughs> like a 67-year-old ma- old man in a teenager's body. Um, but... What jumped into my mind right then is talking about continuity. He left the Philippines and the love of his life and talked about come visit and all that. Apparently now he's moved on and he's got another girlfriend, but that it's been enough time gone in less than probably 12 months Yep, that he's been treating this other girlfriend rubbish and he's talking to her on a cordless phone. Then he jumps on his 10 speed and like within a short bicycle ride, like he said, turns up to his grandparents' mansion. Yeah. For a surprise party that he knew about. Yeah. Um, and how funny, though, is the surprise party. It's all full of, like, 70-year-old, 80-year-old people <laughs> and one obvious niece holding a cake, and he rocks in the door, and they go, uh, su- surprise? It was like, they yeah, yeah. It was a surprise. Yeah. It was so wooden. The yeah. acting was so wooden. And then they give him they give him the car, and instead of even hanging, yeah, so he doesn't even eat the, he doesn't even eat any cake, doesn't even engage in any festivities. They give him a no. car, and he goes, oh, fuck it, can I go for a drive? And they say, yep. And he drives off, and that's... As long as you're careful. It's like, and so he, he doesn't listen to them and gets automatically into a altercation with the local bullies in there, called the Tigers, in this car with a janky airbrushed tiger on the front of it. Oh, yeah. Overtakes them on double lines, mind you, not safe, and then hey. um, gets run off the road by them into a creek where he gets saved by a dude in one of those like one of those like air th- those hovercraft yeah, things yeah. in the swampland with big font. Fa- yeah, yeah, yeah. Help us out, um, American friends with yeah, the hovercraft uh, thing, hovercraft that, thing, yeah. boat with, with a massive fan on the on the out, back. I'll fish it out for you. And then, but then, this, and then he meets his mate. His mate picks him up at a truck stop, and the most cringeworthy part of this whole movie comes mm. up. There's many of them, but this is the first one where this new kid says, "I'll give you a lift, but only if you'll be my friend." Um, which I found oh. really weird. But what's interesting is a bit of a throwback Easter egg to a previous Wastelands radio show is that he has a reference to the Hitcher, and he goes, "No, nah, I don't know if I should pick you up." Haven't you seen the movie The Hitcher? <laughs> oh, hey, continuity. Love that. So anyway, that's, that's you know, basically he gets in the fight with the, with the gets in the wrong side of the bullies. He, he, he actually, the funny thing is he goes, he's, you know how in the first one he was so sure of himself and so up himself mm-hmm. that and he was so sure that he was right and takes no blame for any of his actions. He goes and confronts these bullies in the local Ben and Jerry's ice cream shop and demands <laughs> a check. 
to pay retro to pay for the fixing of his car. Oh yes, that's right. Well, he did run them off the road, and it fully sank into the swamp. Yeah. So he's so he's taking. I don't no, know. He takes no know. responsibility from it. Demands a check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like dumb. Anyway, like that is dumb. It's it's and and oh, the whole time, not any of the co- side commentary makes a lick of sense. What I did find enjoyable about this, and like you said, the one the thing I enjoy about this is the foley, so the bad sound effects that are out of shoot out of sync with what's happening on the screen. When the mm. car crashes into the water, it crashes in the water first, and then the splash happens like about oh. a second and a half later. So that's pretty funny. I love that. I love when the sinking is off. Like when someone gets punched and then you hear it. It's great. Every fight scene in this movie, the foley is off. It's, yeah, it's like there's no, every punch that lands, there's a delay in the sound effect, which is great. The yeah. the mismatch of the um, dubbing of the sound of the characters, like there's like the in the thugs, the, in the bullies, they've all got these stereotypical American accents, like they're from every state in America. Like they've got yep. the Southern dude and you know the 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 Bronx dude and the Jersey dude and you oh, know, the Californian yeah, yeah. dude, and they're yeah. all like so they've all and they're all sort of picking up a stereotype. And even the girlfriend Patty has a Southern Bell's accent, like mm. oh, stranger. So it's you've got all these things, and it brings me to the point that I brought up in the last time we spoke about this the this series is that this is not a love letter to America. No, <laughs> this is an no. Italian version of their their belief of what the stereotypes of American culture actually is. Um, mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. if you, and at that is, time, at that time, and this is what I love about this movie is the <laughs> looking at American culture through an Italian film director's eyes is where yeah. I find the joy in this film. Listeners, don't get me wrong; this movie is pants. It is a big steaming pile of crap. It's hard to watch. Oh, it's so bad. But if you can stitch together some of those bits, it's fun. And so what I'm going to do right now is like, here's a couple of things which I find fun. The dubbing is fun. The scripting is fun. When old mate meets Luke, his new best friend, and this is to your point, the Italians think that there's two types of American, clearly. The American lives on a houseboat. And the Americans that live in mansions, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So Luke lives in a mansion, of course he does, because his grandparents live in a mansion. So, but he lives sure. in a houseboat. So he goes to live, goes and li- just uh, this guy he met in a car in a car park. He goes and moves in with his new best mate, and there um, he goes. Oh, sorry, I'm, I've, only, I've only got champagne and caviar. Oh eat. yeah, and he's like, and then and then the line that Anthony comes back is. Don't you have any burgers, hot dogs, rib food? <laughs> rib food? What is rib food, dude? Oh, I don't know. But this is the juxtaposition is this Italian director has basically gone, you know what? There's two types of people in America, houseboat livers and mansion livers, and there's two types of food, caviar and champagne and burgers, yep. hot dogs, and rib food. So... <laughs> Good on you, Fabrizio de Angles. You've absolutely nailed America in one swoop. This is like the '80s version of Google Translate in, in a in a in a movie. Yeah, He's, they've gone Italian English, and what does it say? All sorts of weird shit. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Um, and the other thing is that I've totally found joy in is that any movie that's going to have a protagonist, a bad villain named Dick, yeah. is always yeah. going to be joyful in oh. every time they mention <laughs> yeah, it on yeah. the screen. Yeah, so, it's like have a drink for every time that you get a it, dick joke. It, because it is literally so many unintentional dick jokes. Because I'm yeah. pretty sure, you know, in translation, they've gone dick. Yeah, good hard American name. Yeah, absolutely hard American name. <laughs> of course, it's, that's a rock hard name. Dick's rock hard. And so there's this one line, and it literally made me snort out my nose when I was watching it, Marco, <laughs> which was yeah. um, Anthony's set with the conundrum that he can only fight because he's promised you know, Master Camerathy to fight in sanctioned bouts, and he won't just fight him in a street brawl. Okay. Um, and so then he has this line when he's talking to Luke, and he says, I've just got to figure out a way to get Dick in a ring. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> oh, um, did he work it out? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, well, funny he didn't because then the first <laughs> bout that they had was on these gym mats on a stage in the in in the auditorium oh. in the school, so he didn't get Dick in oh. a ring at all. He got, oh, got Dick he got Dick mats. in an auditorium. He had Dick in an auditorium. Um, Ooh. So, I think the name Dick was misplaced because. Anthony Scott is a, is the dick. He is a massive. He's, he's, he's a massive misplaced dick. my dick. Um, the other thing too is the there's a line in it where is like you can't the tigers and it's Luke talking about tigers. He goes, you can't go up against Dick. He's Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So yeah. Ow. The other thing I found really funny about this, and this is the sort of the weird continuity in the storytelling, is that. So this is the toughest gang of all, called the Tigers, driving around mm-hmm. this black car with a tiger airbrushed on it, terrorizing the town. So clearly they should be the bane of everybody's existence. They hang out in a soda shop, you know, and drink oh, yeah. and eat ice cream with a funky jukebox. But when it comes to the sanctioned battles, you know, the kung fu mm-hmm. matches, the whole town is rooting for Dick. They, they, they yeah, but they and they and they. They're totally off Anthony. So I don't know if there's a vice like grip that they've actually like manipulated the town to Stockholm syndrome that these like bullies that terrorize mm. the whole town, these towns mm. can only see these bullies. Because if it was a bully, wouldn't yep. you just want him to have his ass wiped on the floor with, yeah. with the newcomer? Yeah. But it was totally He's flipped from, on the mm. other side. It was like the town was rooting for Dick. Yeah. And I just, I just love saying that. I'm going to keep on saying it, dude. <laughs> like this episode. So, Listeners, your community announcement is every time I say dick, take a drink. <laughs> take a drink. Call us later. Um, yeah, right. So he's hometown dick and everybody wanted some. Yeah. Everyone wanted hometown dick and nobody wanted Anthony Scott. Um, mm. And look, I can understand because he was totally unlikable. Funnily, they, they, they got it. Um, and also the other weird thing is clearly just for a, a, a college – a college uh, judo kung fu bout. Um, they got the local radio station down to like do a live cross. Like mm. that happens. Oh yeah, that happens. Mm. So, listeners, uh, what happens uh, then is that goes down, and like they have a bout, and Anthony wipes the floor with Dick, and but so then what? <laughs> what Dick does is he goes back to find out the recently released from prison world kung fu champion who was the happened to be the founder of the Tigers and pays okay. him five grand to come and beat up Anthony. And oh so, yeah, I'd, I'd do it for five grand. Yeah, I'd do it for free. Um, <laughs> so, so what's this guy's name? 
Uh, can't remember. Uh, <laughs> hung. 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 Well, well. Hung. Well, well hung. hung. Well hung. Nice to meet you. Um, so he uh, comes in and um, basically, I think it's, yeah, he comes back, he comes to, into town to challenge um, Anthony to a, 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 a kung fu match. In the meantime, beats up Luke. And Luke's in hospital being pampered by nurses. Um, and But what happens is then, for timing, uh, Anthony knows that this guy is brutal, knows that he probably can't beat him. So he writes a letter to Master Kimura saying, this may be the last time you hear from me. Master Kimura, as the worst ever Mr. Miyagi ripoff, jumps on oh, a plane no. and comes to, Flor- comes to Florida to retrain Anthony and all he basically does is sprouts a whole heap of philosophy and neck chops him a few times in 24 <laughs> hours to build him back up to, like, the fighting warrior who was at the end of number one. Oh, um, man. So, but the funny thing then is, again, brings in this Italian perception of America because it is, um, they, downtown Florida, jump out of the airplane and the first thing is while they're in a cab, is this is like streets lined full of hookers going, Hey boy, want a party time? <laughs> and like and, this, and Master Kamora turns to the turns around and says, So this is America, huh? <laughs> oh so they they're trying to get a bit of a definitely trying to squeeze a political statement into it there. And I don't know if it's if it's intentional or it's just this, the way that they thought that America was. What they was. thought. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's full of oh. houseboat livers, mansions, you eat caviar or rib food and the streets yep. are lined with hookers. <laughs> oh, it's the gland of the free. Um, the gland of the free. <laughs> yes. So anyway, like... The gland the, of the free will name him Dick. So, Sorry. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, like what Master Kimura trains him up. Um, I got oh yeah, I was, I gleamed over a bit that um, Dick thought he couldn't beat uh, Anthony in the first bout, so he basically got um, the guy that wiped him down to try and drug him with putting um, uh, like what's that knockout um, sniff shit that you have when you put it in your you know the oh. Chlor- chlorophyll, chloroform. Yes. So, so the so the gym owner was trying to like, impede Anthony by filling, you know, sponging him down with chlorophyll. <laughs> oh, chloroform. I think it's chloroform. chloroform. Yeah. So anyway, skip back to the fight. Uh, Anthony and the, the thug have the the big fight, and Anthony wins. Um, the end. Yay. The end. <laughs> the end. Does he get the girl? Does anything happen? What about the girl on the phone? Does she make an appearance? No, he drops her like a cold fish and then picks up Patty, the dick's ex. Oh, right, right. Um, and then, and then, um, yeah, some big Incredible Hulk-looking dude wants to challenge, um, challenge Anthony to a World Series battle. And, and i got to mention, too, in the final battle, there was... Two chicken mascots, a horse, and a cow mascot for some reason. And <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Scene. So, <laughs> scene. So instead of a body count, we can have a mascot count. Yeah. So the mascot count is five for 128 <laughs> meters. <laughs> uh, Losters. What a corker. 
Oh, don't don't do this. Don't do this to yourselves. Um, I find uh, a, a hilarious pleasure in this. And then if you are of the two types of people in the world, being the houseboat liver or the mansion liver or the scrubber or the not scrubber, if you're a scrubber, don't watch this. If you are a scrubber, go for it. Um, it didn't. It was so badly received. It didn't even get an American release, dude. Ouch! Ouch. It was good enough on the Italian market that they made four more sequels. I I I, <laughs> I would love for uh, people to get in touch with us, especially you, Adam, who really did enjoy this movie and really want would really like to banter with you about this, like, uh, because I, th- I just think that would be great, like bringing people together over these movies that are like. There's there's us there's us side of the of the uh, of of the houseboat that uh, can't watch it, and there's the other side of the houseboat w- that can watch it. And I would love to see this podcast almost turn into a celebration and a bringing together of you guys, the watchers, the able tos. I, I think that would be great. I'm also a fan of um, to be totally inclusive. Want to hear from people who tried to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and the the, uh, the the scrubbers. I want to hear from the scrubbers <sighs> and I want to hear from how how they think we're absolutely mad man. for liking it. Um, man. But you I, get... I I owe a, I owe a uh, MySpace um, a, a MySpace DM to uh, TLC now, letting them know that I've uh, I've let the team down, and will they still want me back for um, choreography practice tomorrow morning? Mate, it's okay. They'll always make space for you. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Um, oh, hey, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> J- Jason Waterfalls. Jason Waterfalls. So, listeners, if you want to get in touch with us, you can catch us on all the socials at Wastelands Radio Show. Um, just DM us on those. Or Twitter, it's Wastelands RS. You can go to uh, wastelands.com.au, direct to the source to listen to this and read the liner notes. And you can email us at wastelandsradioshow at gmail.com. Uh, but, yeah, look, it's it's fun. Like, the reason we do this is so you don't have to or give you the insight into the world of that oh. you would have never known of. This is a pretty interesting one. It has a 3.9 rating on IMDb. There's only one fan review, which is it absolutely <laughs> shit cans it. And I think there's only like four <laughs> critic reviews. So it is by and large, there, there's not much online about it. So, But you can no. watch it in its entirety. Actually, you can watch all six Karate Warriors in their entirety on YouTube. So, on YouTube. Um, yeah. It's pretty easy to find. I mean, a, 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 we've said this a couple of times, Adam. Like, if we had sat together and watched this movie, uh, we would have probably rolled around on the ground laughing and had a really, you know, good time with it. And I, that's I also would have had a ruler that would have been slapping your hand every time that you tried to scrub. <laughs> tried to scrub, yeah. Trying to fast forward. Trying to FFW. Um yeah, so if if you guys are out there and you're like, well, I'm ready to chance it with my flatmates, do it. Um, yeah, because it's so goofy. You will you, you you there's safety in numbers. You'll you'll be able to have a good time with a few people. It's one of those one of those movies, you know. I actually think that nearly ninety five percent of our movies are actually <laughs> those movies. Yeah, it's like, yeah. 
Um, the irony is that doing it remotely, as we have done for the last like three years, mm. uh, short of Christmas breaks, um, mm. has been quite hilarious because it's created this this like conversation about you know the the watchers and the scrubbers like and I think yeah. that's going to be an interesting thing to keep going. We've created we've got watchers, scrubbers, and losseners. It's hilarious. Um, Love it. So, mate. Just one final note before we sign out. Uh, yesterday was our favourite oily walnuts birthday, uh, mm. Arnie Schwarzenegger. So oh. I just want to send out some big ups to um, Arnie and happy 75th birthday. What the fuck? <laughs> Whoa. Happy look, birthday, Arnie. day over 70. <laughs> wow. May, <laughs> may your bo- sure. biceps continue to ripple. They ripple. All right, mate. Uh, let's. Uh, we've fuck. We've almost gone half an hour. Uh, oh no! Uh, but anyway, listeners, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, Marco, Mark, is there anything more you'd like to add? It's good night from me, and it's good night from home. <laughs> Skynet's taken over. It's over. It's finished. <laughs>